Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Your phone call is welcome at 869-1330. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. We're beginning to plan a COVID Christmas. That means no nativity. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. As always, you can listen to us by telling your smart speaker to play KNSS Radio, and if you ever miss an episode... Just visit knssradio.com. You'll find links to podcasts of all our previous episodes there. And make sure you like and follow the John Whitmer Show Facebook page and follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer to get all the latest updates on the show. Well, Kansas has been blessed to have an extraordinary attorney general for the past 12 years. During his tenure, among a host of other accomplishments, his office successfully prosecuted more child abusers than any previous administration and recovered over $1.1 billion for Kansas consumers and taxpayers. Joining us now is outgoing Attorney General Derek Schmidt. Derek, it's a it's a pleasure to have you back on the show. Merry Christmas. Thank you for our server, your service to our state. And my goodness, I wished you were going to be governor coming up next year, my friend. Well, thank you, John, and thanks for uh, thanks for your friendship. Thanks for having me back on. Uh, I'm so grateful to everybody who uh, was with us and helped us out in the governor's race. I'm sorry we didn't quite get there. It was very close, but at the end of the day, like they say, that only counts in uh, horseshoes, and, and this wasn't a game of horseshoes. No. Um, and uh, But, uh, you know, the voters made their decision. We'll move on, and, and uh, we'll, we'll uh, uh, hopefully win that office back uh, with a Republican in four years. But you know, at the same time, it's uh, sort of doubly bittersweet for me because I'm also leaving the attorney general's office. Uh, obviously, I couldn't run for both offices at once. And uh, and it's time. I, it's been a great privilege to serve these last 12 years, second longest serving attorney general in state history. Um, and although I personally would love to continue to serve, uh, you know, it, it, it's time to have some fresh ideas and some fresh uh, perspectives there. So these aren't supposed to be lifetime appointments, and, and it's time to uh, let somebody else have a turn, and, and Chris Kobach's going to be a great attorney general for the state of Kansas, and the voters have hired him. We're doing our best to hand the office off in, in better shape than we found it. But, you know, I, I appreciate your good words at the front, John. We have uh, Our team has done some great work over the last 12 years. I can say that modestly because at the end of the day, uh, as somebody told me early on in my service, all I really have to do is hire good people, give them guidance, and give them support. 
and good things happen. And I think that's been true these last 12 years. You mentioned a couple of things, uh, our focus on prosecuting crimes against children, uh, human trafficking, related crimes. Uh, we've done more of it than any prior AG's administration, and especially in rural communities. I mean, there in Wichita, you've got, uh, you know, in the district attorney's office and in the, the local police departments, law enforcement agencies, you've got some very skilled, uh, specially trained individuals who do great work on child crimes. But it's no criticism of, of law enforcement or prosecutors elsewhere in the state to point out the obvious truth that if they don't have the depth of resources, they just can't focus on them as intently. And they're very difficult crimes. Uh, to investigate and prosecute successfully. So we've stepped in, done a lot of elder abuse uh, uh, prosecutions around the state, done a lot of financial recoveries around the state. Uh, you mentioned the $1.1 in recoveries. That is a record. I want to put that a little in context of what we're proud of. The total cost of running the attorney general's office these last years, 12 years, has been about a little less than $300 million. So, you know, we're not a profit-making enterprise. We shouldn't view ourselves that way, and we don't. But we can still point out that the return on investment for Kansas taxpayers on our watch has been about four to one. And I think that's pretty good. Well, and I don't think people realize I know it because I served all four years I was in the legislature. I served on House Judiciary. I don't think people realize how much your office works with the legislature in crafting legislation. You were constantly before judiciary. And then when I was vice chair of uh, corrections, you were before our committee all the time as well. So, I mean, that's another area where I think your office was constantly, either you or members of your team were testifying and helping craft legislation as well. We always thought that was an important role for the office. Maybe that's because of my service in the in the legislature before I served as attorney general. So I felt comfortable in that setting. I like to think I understood what uh, members of the legislature we're going through, we're interested in, might might be interested in, and how we could be helpful. And so we always tried to stay in our lane. We didn't just wade in on issues no, because they were in no. the news. But on things that we thought were within our lane, we tried to be very engaged and helpful. And we got a lot done. I mean, you remember, we, we I say we, I mean, the legislature did it with the governor's signature, but we were there helping, advocating, helping craft language. We did everything from um, uh, beefing up penalties for folks that uh, uh, commit violent crimes against law enforcement officers to uh, uh, fixing some of the statutes related to sex crimes against kids to, to fixing parts of the tobacco settlement. Now, there's something that people aren't talking about in the coffee shops, but when we took office 12 years ago, uh, this uh, master settlement agreement, the big tobacco settlement from back in the late right, 90s, right, it had yeah. gotten off the rails here in Kansas because it doesn't just keep happening. Every single year, we have to do things in the state to stay in compliance. It never ends. And we've gotten off track in the years before, uh, starting actually way back in 2002, to the point that the tobacco companies wanted hundreds of millions of dollars returned from Kansas. They wanted us to write them a check. Never made the news. Uh, we weren't hiding it. The press just wasn't interested. But uh, we fixed that problem, got rid of all of that retrospective, that backward-looking liability, fixed some of the problems going forward so it shouldn't reoccur. So just stuff like that. We've been very, very proud to just sort of do our job day in and day out. Well, in general, to your credit, you have one heck of a record arguing before the United States Supreme Court as well. I've always, you know, you and I have talked a lot. I mean, we spent a lot of time on a bus recently, but you know, <laughs> that is one thing that not many people get to argue before the U.S. Supreme Court. You've had that privilege and you've got a pretty good record, as I recall. You know, we're really proud of that. We've worked hard on our appellate capacity, especially our Supreme Court advocacy. Uh, we argued eight cases for Kansas per, ourselves at the AG's office argued. We were part of many more than that, but we argued eight cases for Kansas uh, on my watch. 
we won them all. I know. We went eight and zero. I had a chance to personally argue three of those, and uh, it uh, certainly has been a highlight of my professional life. So I, I just can't tell you, John, how grateful I am to the people of this state who have allowed me to serve in this role. And uh, it's something I will always be grateful for. And uh, uh, like I say, I think we're leaving the office and the state better than we found it. And if uh, if so, that's certainly the mark of success. We're uh, we're talking with Attorney General Derek Schmidt. So, Derek, what if I had to ask you, what do you consider your greatest accomplish, accomplishment? And on the flip side, then what is your your, your greatest regret? What, what would you say to that? You know, uh, I'm going to give you a double answer on the on the accomplishment side. I think uh, finally getting the new KBI Forensic Science Laboratory in Topeka, the headquarters lab built, uh, was a tremendous accomplishment. We've needed to do that for 25 years, and we were finally able to get that done. And the reason that matters is that it moves cases and investigations along in every community in the state, uh, from Wichita to the smallest burg. Um, if you can't get the laboratory to timely process blood or fingerprints or bullets, uh, it really slows things down. Yeah, so we, we did that. That was tremendously, that, that's, that's going to be a generational contribution to public safety uh, in Kansas. Uh, and the other thing I'd mention, it's current. Uh, we haven't done it alone. We've been working with nearly every other state, but uh, we have uh, been on a string of settlements here in the last year. Uh, with companies that really caused or at least fueled this opioid addiction crisis all around the country, including in Kansas. Their business practices back in the 90s and early 2000s where they put, uh, they basically, as I put it, they peddled addiction for profit. They knew that they were selling drugs uh, lawfully, but at a, at a, a pace that was far beyond what was medically indicated. They shoved these drugs out into the system in order to make money. And when they did that, uh, not surprisingly, people became addicted. And then when folks figured it out and tried to shrink the supply back to a more medically necessary amount, uh, addiction had taken hold. And so then we saw the heroin crisis kick in, and now we have the fentanyl crisis kicking in. And it was all it all roots back to this business model that um, that was illegal at the time. We've settled now with eight companies. I hope we're going to get a couple more done before I leave office here in about three weeks. And uh, we will bring to Kansas uh, right at $300 million through those settlements, all of which, because we work with the legislature, Republicans and Democrats, um, uh, all of which will be dedicated to uh, addiction mitigation, prevention, intervention, treatment services, basically taking the money we recovered from the folks that caused this problem and using it to try to stem the problem going forward. I'm really proud of that outcome. I, I I would see I can see that and and your biggest regret. Well, you know we uh, back on the child crime piece, uh, we were able to create working with the legislature a Northeast Child Victims Task Force. It's a multidisciplinary task force. It's really modeled on what you all have in Wichita and Sedgwick County, with the Exploited and Missing Children's Unit and the Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force and some of the other co-location. We we created a little model of that in the Northeast. It's working very well. My regret is. I wasn't able to get similar models replicated in other parts of the state where it could really make so much difference uh, in investigating and bringing justice and crimes against kids. And I hope that's something that, uh, you know, people who are in office uh, going forward don't let drop. I hope they look at that, say this is a success. It makes sense. Let's see if we can make sure that it doesn't matter if you're in the smallest town on the Colorado border or in the middle of the Kansas City or Wichita metro area. 
If you're a child who is sexually abused, we are going to bring the best resources available uh, to uh, uh, to bring your your uh, the person who offended against you to justice. Well, like I mentioned when we first uh, started talking, I, I <laughs> you know how I voted. You know how my wife voted. Uh, there were just too many who, who you know, followed Dennis Pyle's lead. Um, I'd love to see his governor, but sadly, I'm, we're going to be stuck with Laura Kelly for four years. But what what's next for you? Where are you going to go from here? What's your plans, or, or do you have one at this point? Yeah, I don't have anything quite sorted out yet. So I have three more weeks at the Attorney General's office. We're focused very intently on getting that button down and handed off uh, to Chris Kobach professionally, and like I say, in, in good shape and ready for him to hit the ground running. Um, after that, I'm going to take a deep breath, and uh, I've had the privilege of serving for 22 years now between the state Senate and the Attorney General's office. This is the first time in a long time that we've had a completely open playing field in front of us, and uh, my wife and I are going to you know, kind of look at our options and, and figure it out. I'm, I'm not ready to stop making a contribution. We do still want to be in public service in some manner, but I don't know what that means yet. Well, it's a well-earned break, my friend, and I, I wish you all the best. Keep me in the loop, and when you do decide, I want to know about it, all right? We'll do it. Thank you and so much, John. Thanks course, to all your listeners. Of course, and in the meantime, have a Merry Christmas, my friend. Merry Christmas. Take care. We'll take a quick break and stick around because uh, after the break, AFP Kansas State Director Elizabeth Patton will be with us to try and explain why the Kansas Department of Commerce is refusing to comply with CORA requests. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show. We'll be back right after this. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 